Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. thing. Hello, everyone. This is Around the Way Curls. We say that in the day. I like intro. to say it again to remind <laughs> people. <laughs> Of what they're getting themselves into. I'm curious to know if people are over the intro. Like, if they're. I am. I skip through it my damn self. Uh, Should we get rid of it? No. Mm. Maybe we should have a poll and be like, should we just get rid of the intro? I work really hard on that, though. Let's keep it. Maybe we should do a new intro every week. No. Well, welcome, everybody. We are here together. In my apartment, and we have two very special guests and important people in my life representing the 215 and the 808. And the, you're from both Maryland now. 301. 301. <laughs> try and it. And the house. <laughs> try it. I'm here with Sahaitu and Chantel from Black Dragon Breakfast Club. Oh, that's the dress, the dragon fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm gonna fuck around find some dragon fire too to put in this. Speaking of dragon fire, I hope you people watch Game of Thrones. Don't upset me if you don't. You none of you do. Okay, I Chantel, don't. I love you. Thank you, Mother of Dragons. That's who you are. Mother of Dragon Bays. That's who we are. There you go. They're sitting across from us in my yeah, apartment. Mothers of Dragon Bays. <laughs> it's a sunny Saturday, and they are. They rolled up. Of course they like. You know, rising grinding things like they're that rising and grinding. Mm-hmm. So I smoked up. They're smoked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't Smoking know if anybody up. knows still what we're talking about. But I want you guys to introduce yourselves and tell us who is the Black Dragon Breakfast Club. Yes. <laughs> ah, just had to blow out a little bit of fire. Uh, I'm Sahitu Abi from Philly. A little bit of Hawaii. A little bit Ethiopian. A little bit of dragon representing the Black Dragon Breakfast Club. I am Chantel uh, Bateman from the DMV area, but I've been living in Philly for like the last 10 years now, so I'm officially a John. (laughs) I I also, yeah, represent the Black Dragon Breakfast Club. And the Black Dragon Breakfast Club is a community of creative, progressive, industrious cannabis supporters who believe in an equitable, shame-free, opportunity-rich cannabis industry. Yeah. Right. Talk your shit. Rewind. Rewind. You heard a lot of words in there. You are a black dragon, too. Yes. Because that's what we exist to do, is to further this ethos and spread it around and let folks know that you're probably... A dragon. Yeah. And that means you are an industrious, creative, progressive mm-hmm. cannabis supporter, not necessarily consumer, yeah. who believes in an equitable, shame-free, opportunity-rich cannabis industry. I love that. I think you guys did such a good job of creating those values. And I feel like... 
a lot growing than up. Money and dicks, right? What'd you say? It's a lot better than money and it's dicks, right? Shit. It's a lot thoughtful than money and dicks, love and light. Hey. I hate us. That's so funny. Diamond propositions so on a beam. Yeah. We have to do better. Yeah. We absolutely so have funny. to do better. We can better. soup yours up a little bit, please, too. We can please. get some water. After this, yeah, let's damn, sit down. Yeah. With some Ustrius in there, yeah. with some dashes. Yeah, yeah. that's how the little more to add yeah. some mints in there. <laughs> I fucking hate it. We actually sat down and came up with that and thought it was great, too. We're like, love and light, money and dicks. <laughs> anyway. Songwriters over there. Songwriters. Call ASCAP. Rappers, BMI. actually. <laughs> I, I appreciate all of those ents, mints, less uses. Because I think it breaks the stereotypes and creates a new um, a new identity for life. I don't know if that's the word. Just mm-hmm. a new vision or a new stereotype, mm-hmm. if you will, or a new mm-hmm. narrative around a new species. A new <laughs> hey, the black dragon. We, I mean, what the fuck is a black dragon? Like, you but know you, I mean? you, you, you are going against. The stereotypes of folks that smoke weed, when you think of like a pothead, mm. you know, you think of this kid in his basement getting high, mm. you know, he may or may not be making beats all day and playing video games. Basically. When I think of a pothead, I think of like a white boy. Duh. Yeah. yeah, him too. When I hear sure. pothead, I'm like, oh, he's a white boy. Oh, yeah. Or like yeah. a stoner that oh, was yeah. like yeah. talking yeah. slow. Absolutely. We call that's it burnt out. Like burnt that's what out. that's like what it is. Like uh, at least that's what we used to call it in DC or whatever. It's yeah, you burn out if that's and then DMV, the don't you say smack too? Like yeah. smack, yeah. my yeah, homie yeah. The, for weed? Yeah. yeah. That's like a just like, crackhead smack. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, yo, he's on smack. It's like you're <laughs> no, I'm not on smack, but he'll just be like, Yo, I'm smack right oh, now. Oh, I yeah. see. And see, he'll I just be stuck. I feel like it's different though, because in Philly everything's fast. Everybody trying to be somebody. I don't know why. But, you know, when I was in Hawaii, it's chill. You ain't never going to call somebody out for being high. Uh, You're not calling somebody out. It's like, look at the rainbow. Fall back. Get high. Everything. But and some of like that, that identity, that idea of the quote-unquote stoner, the pothead, that dude that's burnt out is two things. It's like some of that is just like reefer madness culture. This idea that like that's what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Everybody who does smokes weed is like that. That's the image. That's the movies. You know what I mean? And like also that's being dumb in 20-something. Like if you wasn't smoking weed, you was probably doing something else, like drinking too much. Yeah. But we don't put that kind of stigma around, like, a person, you know what I mean, who is, like, whatever it is that they doing the most of when you're 20 and ain't acting right yet (laughs) is, yeah, what they do. But there's a different stigma, like I said, around smoking weed. I mean, honestly, small-minded. I'll be real, like, coarse about it. It's very small-minded to say someone's a pothead. That means, like, you've only watched television, you've only watched popular media, you've never been out of your small town, and you only listen and believe what people tell you. Well, what does pothead mean to you when you hear it? Pothead is just a term that people use. I never really use it. Ever. Well, maybe just not pothead, but what goes along with, oh, this person smokes weed, is an unproductive, burnt-out, airheaded flaky mm-hmm. it's a word individual. i don't use yeah, yeah. yeah. but you guys are totally mm-hmm. ch- flipping that narrative or not flipping it but just showing actually mad people that are super productive professionals yes. also get high and probably are high doing their professional work yeah, in some 
some places. Beyonce gets high. Beyonce is so high right now. <laughs> Beyonce was high as shit in one of them NBA games. No, she was like on medication. She was like, <laughs> she was outside her goddamn mind in them pictures. That shit was she, hilarious. No, I she tell was you, like, edibles is a very, 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 very huge, huge industry because it is discreet. That's why pills exist. They're discreet. They're cute. The, the pharmaceutical industry knew exactly what to do, and that's why they're investing so much in these more boutique companies that are focusing on edibles, because it's discreet. Put a little gummy in your mouth. Nobody will know what's going on, because people are getting high. Life is intense. Everybody, how many people are drinking cups of coffee? I just had. Okay, so we, yes. well, our life is like balanced out with coffee and cannabis. Let's keep it really, really real. And that's what it takes oftentimes to exist in these spaces. And these are also the things that we choose to take. But let's talk about it. One's up and one's down. We're keeping the balance. Well, can you talk about how... But black- not all... I'm sorry. Not all of it's down, though, right? Absolutely. Like, not yeah. all cannabis is down. Not at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. There's okay. so many varieties. The the sativa, the indica, yeah. right? the, hybrids, the hybrids, which we yeah, right. I personally love. We, we like to bring hybrids into the space more often. And that's kind of what I talked about. The balance is like, I'm always seeking balance. So hybrid is nice because you get that upper, but then that also bit of body that brings you back to yourself. It's it's like more of a grounded. Grounded, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not that I would uh, know. (laughs) Honestly, I really wouldn't. Oh, you don't know? You just talking about I have, uh, my roommate is in the cannabis industry right now. And she's like, call us. She's put me, yeah, she's put me onto game in a lot of different ways. My little young jaw. Shout out to her. I won't name her because she's like, doesn't want to be named yet. But she's, yeah, she's got a company called Jaime Madre. So she's doing her thing. Jaime Madre. Mm -hmm. Love it. What what is the, what are the products? What do they do? Child, I don't really know yet. Okay, well, okay, but I Shout think it's around them. the but same thing. Co-op. Normalizing, yeah. right. normalizing marijuana, mm-hmm. normalizing cannabis, cannabis. Mm-hmm. normalizing it not only for like recreation, but for like health, for oh, stress okay. management, mental health, physical health, all of those different areas. So yeah, so I mean, when you're talking about cannabis, I've had to come to terms with. I'm talking about health. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and that's the part that's kind of been making me feel, I guess, really uncomfortable because it's like, wow, I'm actually talking about health, and it's making me have to confront lots of things because if I talk about cannabis in a way of it's past just something that's fun to do and it's actually something that's helping me, then what is what is really also going on? Yeah, I want to jump back to that. I definitely want to talk about both of your experiences and how it helps with your uh, mental health, but I I also want to circle back so people get a more sense of what you guys actually do so when it comes to representing productive creative industrious progressive cannabis consumers how is the black dragon breakfast club doing that in what ways are you helping to recreate the narrative so i think it's two ways i'll tell about the uh in real life i guess experience maybe you could talk about the digital experience so in real life, we um, bring our community together each month at a monthly event we call the Rise and Grind. Um, rise and Grind rather than Wake and Bake, so to speak. Rise up, you grind your greens, you grind your coffee beans. It's a coffee and cannabis event. It happens at 9 a.m. on a weekday, you know, and people are showing up ready to network, engage, and build relationships around the future of the industry. Uh, and then the second part would definitely be the digital. And so, you know, just the image 
and what does it mean to take the stigma away when you see people consuming cannabis and just talking about cannabis and so you know uh it's all about you know at being an entrepreneur pulling in your resources and so a lot of my resources are creatives right i am a creative we're both creatives and so with that it was organically coming from well we need to to present ourselves so let's present ourselves with the best of the best, right? So call in our stylist, who's also a dragon, point blank style jaw. Call in some of our favorite photographers to come in, find a dope location, and now let's take some great, great create great content, right? And so what we realize is that like what we do is what you see. We just made it's it like a little, lifestyle. It's yeah. lifestyle. We just and made the it. conversation uh, and the conversation around it is the conversations that we're also having and the conversations yeah. that we're trying to further through the community mm-hmm. and at our event, the rise and grinds about yeah. the industry, about being industrious, mm-hmm. about what's coming forward. But like, just being really like, you know, I guess I talk, I, I take my time when I talk about the digital experience because I do most of it mm-hmm. because it's so intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's on social media and everybody's trying to say something on social media. And what it is is that it's just extremely organic and intentional. And the things that we say are on our social media are really things that we say. The topics that we, we talk about are topics that we actually talk about in real life. And we're ready to talk about them in a way that promotes community, like that, you know, creates community or, or encourages community. So I guess just highlighting, like, when we bring creatives together, these aren't just any people. These are people we work together with. These are people we want to put on. These are people who want to be in the cannabis industry. When I highlight a product, this is a product that I've somehow gotten very close with, whether Mm -hmm. it be the owner, whether it be working with them in some way, whether it be featuring them, whether it be having our community try their products out. Like, it's not just for show. This isn't just a digital game, right? Mm -hmm. This is you're actually seeing the Black Dragon Collective. And I think it's so dope that you two (coughs) black women, like, on top of it. And not being... And I'm, I was talking about this um, with my partner about like being less explicit about we're black women and smoke weed and we represent and just show the fuck up. Like you, you yeah. don't have to be a black business to say we're a black business. You just right. show up and be an incredible business. And then it's like, oh, and they're a black business. And, and black. I think it's yeah. like normalizing the black experience mm-hmm. and not separating it or like being super hype about it or making right. that the focal point because I think that's what we mean yeah. to be un- I think for us that's what it means to be unapologetic. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. without explanation, without like having yeah. to mention it necessarily. You're just showing up. Like yeah. to be a black dragon doesn't mean to be a black person or yeah. a black woman, but you can tell from our work who our, sa- who our spaces are safe for mm-hmm. first. And it makes it clear that then it's safe for everybody. Love if it's it. safe for like us who create it in the space that we want to be in, then it's safe for anybody who's down to be in spaces where we feel comfortable too. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm looking at your social media now because I have this picture I just loved of Sahai Tu sitting here reading Becoming mm-hmm. and then getting high as shit. Really? And I was just like, this? <laughs> Michelle Obama's Becoming? <laughs> And I was like, this is the duality that we talk about and seek. And it's like both things exist Mm -hmm. and both things exist within one person and within one existence. Mm -hmm. 
So, and it's not, you're right, you're not slapping people over the head with like, people who get high also read Michelle Obama's book and we look up to her too. It's not that, it's just like, I'm going to just be and allow my being to speak for itself. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad you you found that photo. Because in particular, what's cool is when we talk about the collective and working together, uh, most of the products there are from the Sable Collective. Mm. They're all from the Sable Collective. Like, that's how intentional it is. What's the Sable Collective? The Sable Collective is a boutique in North Philadelphia that... (laughs) This podcast has been sponsored by... (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Obama did not (laughs) I hate you. That is Shanti's boutique that she owns, the Sable Collective. Yes. Yes. So So this is really funny. Um, I, I cannot... I do not. Not that I cannot. I do not smoke or consume cannabis um, because I can't do it in a way that I feel comfortable and I feel it it does the opposite for me. It causes anxiety. Well, THC does, but not cannabis. Cannabis, okay. CBD may not. But I I have yet to find a CBD that really, like, relaxes me. It it doesn't do anything for me. But, um, so, like, I don't smoke weed anymore, but I was the person that started Sahitu on her journey of smoking. Just raggedy. (laughs) Sahitu has been my... Friends don't let friends. She's been a lifelong friend. Mm -hmm. Lifelong, since babies. Mm -hmm. In Hawaii, right? Our parents met in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. and we were both babies. And then randomly, you know, they separated, went separate ways. And then as my mom was pulling me out of school because... What the fuck is my school experience? Uh, Sahitu's mom was putting her in school, mm-hmm. first grade. I was getting ready to be homeschooled. Sahitu was being put in the system. Yeah. Yes. They, <laughs> yes. This is literally the moment. Our, our moms were like, girl, girl, what are you doing in Philly? What are you doing in Philly? Because they, you know, they were friends in Hawaii. And then um, it's been a wrap ever since. So growing up, we kind of went through our, our uh, adolescence together mm-hmm. and like, so I started smoking weed when I was Two. 14. <laughs> I was 14. I was like 13, 14. I yeah. graduating from eighth grade. That summer was lit. Mm-hmm. I was rolling up blunts mm. with my... Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I would beat JoJo's ass. ass. I would beat JoJo's <laughs> ass too. But I was like Mm-mm-mm. in it to win it. And so I too... No idea. Was still very... So innocent. Naive. So naive. And I was like, yo, you try to get high, son? You try to... <laughs> Smoke this blunt. Over and she was like, head. um, no, that's yeah. not you good. That. We're too young yeah. and that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I would throw my my mom's weed in the trash in the toilet. Like that was my relationship with cannabis when I was a kid, is that I knew my parents did it. Oh my god, like, I did that to my dad. Smoked. He doesn't know that. Yeah, like our parents like honestly, me and Shandy's parents, they were dope. Like they would hang out, they make good food. We got to hang out in the outside in Germantown, like we playing music. They getting high. I don't know anything. And so I tried. I think I tried to get high when I was younger, but I didn't end up actually smoking until I was 18 years old. And when I went back to Hawaii, because mm. when I was 15, my mom, you know, because she really on that hippie stuff. Mm. You thought Shanti's mom was on the hippie stuff? Oh, wait till your mom takes you from girls high and sends you and the family over to Hawaii. So that's where I got high, college. And a white guy named Bill got me high from Michigan. Now he's uh, into economics and uh, cancer research. Well, that's interesting to know that we may or may not have had experiences with parents, family members, whoever, 
Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I wanted to go did. around and, and just talk about your earliest experiences. I mean, yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I tell people that um, I knew uh, my parents got high. Like, I knew my parents had sex. It's not something we talk about. We don't discuss it. It's very much an adult thing. Um, but you might, like, you know, hear weird whatever's in the night or, you know what I'm saying, see things that make you wonder. I remember, um, like, being in D.A.R.E. and seeing, like, Dare. different <laughs> And, like, seeing this various paraphernalia, including, like, this old school scale, and just being like, oh, my God, like, my parents, you know Are doing saying, the drugs. Are doing the drugs, <laughs> right? And I wasn't necessarily, like, super freaked out about it because I had great parents mm-hmm, and a great family good. life. And, like, yeah, my childhood was lit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, besides, like, you know what I'm saying, whoopings and things of that nature. But we won't talk about being, you know what I'm saying, kids from that <laughs> decade. But that aside, yeah, like, it just wasn't a big deal. And I approached my parents after I found that out, and they were very much like, we smoke hand-rolled herbal cigarettes or something <laughs> like that. And that was like, oh, okay, so that's how y'all going to play this game. So <laughs> we're just not going to talk about it. You know what I mean? And I was pretty young. When that happened, and I didn't even start um, consuming cannabis myself until um, I was an adult. Mm-hmm. I was um, twenty twenty one at the time. The person who I happened to be dating was a cannabis user. I um, had recently returned from Iraq and was smoking a lot of cigarettes, essentially. To Chantel is a veteran. Just yeah, so I'm a veteran. Yeah, that's why I was returning from Iraq. Um, I used to be a Marine amongst the wild decisions and foolish things I've done in my youth. (laughs) But at any rate, like, yeah, I was just, like, coping with the things that people cope with when they come home from war. And at one point, my, um, yeah, partner at the time was like, I really think you should give this a try. And I did. And it was on the list of better decisions (laughs) that I've made with my life. Um, I really had a lot of disdain towards the, uh, marijuana. I was very, so I grew up, my parents, both of my parents were crazy. Both of my parents, both my parents are so hypocritical, but both of my parents are so crazy. They're both very different now in terms of like my, my mom is like, this is actually helping people and but they lied to us. And, but before it was like disgusting and mm. it was like. If you smoked, if you got high, you were lazy, you just didn't want to grow up. Like, that's something that kids did in college. Like, what are you doing? And that was what it was about. But my dad, on the other hand, um, I can neither confirm nor deny if he um, dipped and dabbled. But there were things that um, were interesting about what he did smoke. They both smoked cigarettes, but um, there was always, like, a couple cigarettes that smelled different. Um, uh-huh. so, but I, I think it's interesting that like my dad was so against drugs and like, I remember, I don't know if I told this story, but like, I loved Flintstone vitamins cause they were sour. They were the bomb. The That's best. Why. Yes. And so my dad had told me like, this is medicine. You, you can overdose. This is a drug. Like this is a good drug, but you can overdose on this. I'm like. Six, seven, maybe. <laughs> Sneaking out the my room, getting Flintstone vitamins, because I just like the taste. Not knowing I'm probably giving myself mad diarrhea, but like just tearing them things up. I did not. 
It's pitch black. I don't know how this dude, like, he's so big and tall. So I don't know how he, like, walked up without me hearing him. Black Panther. And boom! Bopped me upside my head. Flintstone vitamins everywhere on the floor. <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck. And so what? he said, what did I tell you? You want to do drugs? Or just, like, was in my face yelling at me, like, you want to do drugs? You want to do drugs? And then, like, I was crying. I said, I wasn't. And because I lied, and like, it was obvious that I was eating them. Right. Because I lied, he was like, go put your coat on. And I had on, like, my onesie with, like, footies. What? It was the middle of the winter. It was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Made me and my sister get out of bed, put our, put our coats on. Drove us to West Philly. We lived in Roxborough at the time. Drove us to West Philly on all these corners. And he was like, I'm going to pull up to this corner. And I guarantee that my friend that I grew up with who decided to do drugs will still be on this corner. Pulled up, said hello, dude dapped him up, then drove us down. This was when Philly had like the crazy um, homeless population. Drove us downtown. If you want to go do drugs, go out and go do drugs. Because that's where you'll be. Go do drugs. Get out. And I'm so like dramatic, seven, right? Like <laughs> when I stared straight, <laughs> opened what? up, opened up my door, yelling at me. If you want to go do drugs, go with them. And th- there were like tons of homeless people around. And I'm crying, like no, please. Oh, my sister's crying, and she's like, Dad, don't make her go. Oh my god. And like so, of course, he wasn't going to make me go. To right. <laughs> but that, but that was his way of being like, I know that she ain't going to pick up. A goddamn drug. And when I tell you, I went through all of high school, college, up until maybe two years ago, did I even try? Because I was so stressed out over work and it was like an oil pen. I still won't smoke. Like, I still won't smoke like anything like that. But like an oil pen or possibly an edible from time to time. But it's not something that like, I still have shame around it when I do it like this isn't you wasn't saying that we fucked up at Afropunk <laughs> internet had was, edible we already Afro-punk know but that up. was that was a margarita infused thing uh, so but it, it was a hot mess right for somebody who doesn't smoke at all it was a hot mess so that's my relationship with this like I don't really have one I don't mm. really mm. oh so I'm sorry you still have shame around it absolutely mm. and I'm not even somebody that like Smokes. I'll say yeah. all of my friends smoke. All of the people that I live with smoke, and yeah. I will sit there in that cloud and drink kombucha. Right. And I'm just like, right. it's not. It, I just still, I can still right. feel the feeling that I felt when I was that kid, and mm. being so. And I also have an addictive personality. Like I'm addicted to sugar. Like I have right. to really wean myself mm. off of things. So I'm like, I ain't mm. spending no money on no weed because I'm be fucking. Taking it all the time. Well, that's so interesting. But I, but I do have a CBD drink in there right now, and it does calm you. It gives you. It, I don't it, know. I'm an, I, I was gonna. I had it just in case I couldn't sleep last night to try to. But the oil pens and things do help relieve you of stress, and it helps you sleep. No, uh, not stress. I don't like being high necessarily. It's not my jam. But I have um, what I would. Uh, my doctor and I would consider like severe insomnia where I just can't sleep. And so it helps me to go to sleep. Mm. Um, and so that's, and I, and I refuse to smoke in front of anybody. I'm in my room, <clears throat> I'm in the bed and I'm like, okay, mm. I can't sleep. So I don't want to take NyQuil. Mm. I don't want to take this other shit. At least this is something that I feel is of the earth or whatever the case is. The stigma's leaving, yada, yada, yada. But I still 
walk around with that, like, I'm not smoking in public type I th- thing. I think that's why what you guys are doing is mad important because, I mean, there's so many people that have physical and mental ailments and before they even even give cannabis a chance, you know, they will turn to a pharmaceutical company first Mm -hmm. because they have all this fear and all this like stigma and shame around cannabis, which is just a a plant Mm -hmm. with very, very few side effects, none of which are life threatening by any means. So like if you use them responsibly. Yeah, I think that I mean you cannot I overdose on marijuana. You cannot well, yeah, I get think the conversation but the you could like or issue around cannabis is that we highlight the bad tendencies and behaviors in humans when we talk about cannabis rather than talking about the positive things that happen around cannabis. Facts. <laughs> I think that's just that's just it. And I think the big story part was like when I heard Antoinette's story, I'm just like, wow, everything about cannabis as a kid for me was so different. Like my mom, for sure, she's super strict and OCD. So I never saw cannabis around at all. That's why I was naive because when I was so legit about it, she'd go down in the basement and say she was checking the oil. I just smelled lots of incense. <laughs> thought that's all that was going on. I love you. When my mom's friends came together with Shanti, the, everything was great. There, there was nothing bad about anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That I could say that cannabis was that. So when I say I threw cannabis in the toilet, that was because it was something that I knew my mom cared about mm-hmm. and my stepdad because my stepdad's also Jamaican mind you I'm Ethiopian This, they're the Jamaicans that are the Rasta Jamaicans and my Ethiopian is the Rasta Ethiopian so this shit is just my cult like it's not culture but it's culture it's culture. Yeah. My mom's also black American. At seven years old, my mom is meeting my my new stepdad, who's Jamaican, with locks. Like, the wedding, there's there's folks with locks, and then there's a bunch of folks from Uptown that look like my mom. Like, that's what the culture was, and there was no negative energy around cannabis. And so the irony is, for me, when I was in Hawaii, I smoked weed, and it wasn't from some local kid who, was a stone, who looked like a stoner. It was a tall white guy. Mm. Right. And it wasn't like so there like even the energy around getting high for the first time, there was no stereotypical maybe the way a black person would get high. The mm-hmm. funny part. Maybe, was, yeah. You, you know, for Same. me. So then for me, when I come to Philly and I see that, that this is such a stigma around cannabis, as well as young kids just selling weed on the corner. Demonized. Mm-hmm. And penalized. He, and yeah. penalized. Yeah. Yet I was fortunate to maybe go to a place like Hawaii where I could see it in a different way, you know, where it just felt a little bit more organic. And also growing up in Philly as a kid, because I went to, I was in Germantown, I went to Girls High having parents that they kept it from me, but there was nothing negative about it. There was no stigmas around it. We didn't necessarily talk about it, but I also wasn't old enough to talk about it, too. Same. Yeah, like, it wasn't, even though it wasn't something I chose to get into until I was older, I just didn't have an interest. It wasn't because I was afraid or ashamed necessarily. Like, it was also more like something my parents did, and my parents are like, word, whatever, I'm cool. Like, yeah, like, uh, 
wag, whatever, because it was bad and my parents are two of the most industrious people that I know you know yeah. what I mean like riding around talking, and getting, yeah getting like it. yeah exactly making like, stuff I'm sure building shit build, yeah shit, just like, like every day right. and like and still continue to be so as people who are even recently retired you well know what do I mean? you think about like it's funny because I think to myself like if it was legal because it'll it'll be legal in New York yeah. soon enough if it was and when it is I think I would be more comfortable. I wouldn't just be in my room chilling. And I know that that's in, that might be insane, but that's like how I feel. Like you know what? I, I also walk around like I'm not gonna do anything to jeopardize what I have going on and something so stupid. Like they will penalize you. It's like Lindsay. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing pissed me off more. Like Lindsay Low. I don't know if y'all saw this, but Lindsay Lohan's mother was in front of like I guess she has a um, a dispensary or something. Ooh. And she was, like, in front of this huge pile of just fucking weed. Like, all kinds of different strains and all kinds of shit. And she's like, my, 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 what a difference a year makes with, like, a smiley face. And it infuriated me Mm -hmm. so much. Because I was just thinking about those young boys on the corner Mm -hmm. that are selling it. Mm -hmm. But, like, you have these rich white folks that are about to just take it over, make tons of money. And... It got me fucked up because I go... From Philly girl, don't smoke no weed. My parents are hippies, basically, but dope as shit. Go to Hawaii. We everybody doing weed. Weed's not it's like not, not a topic. It's just yeah, people are smoking weed, like whatever. Go to Cali. I live on a weed farm. My ex is a white guy who owned a legal weed farm. Mm. Very very legal, making money, making lots of very taxable income. Wow. Very responsible with his ways. You know what I mean? Because that's what the way you do it. And you come to Philly, and it's just, I see black, and I see white, and I see it's bad to smoke, and that's black, and these black kids are going to jail, and I think about just the reality that black folks are targeted, brown and black, and it's okay for others to do other types of drugs and make money off of it, and it's like the wild, wild west right out here, and they leave it up to the states to decide on what's going to happen in little towns, and so I can't separate cannabis from my blackness. For me, it's like, for me, it's like, if I stop smoking weed, I'm still going to have problems. So weed just makes it easier. What what do you mean still going to have problems? (coughs) I'm a black female in a workspace, in a world where it's not really fitting for me. And I see that constantly just because besides the cannabis, I, I'm a revolutionary person. Like I, that's, I grew up with people who were like against the system. I grew up also vegetarian. I have an Indian religion. My middle name is Om. I'm on a whole nother tip. So it ain't just the cannabis. I'd have to not do my spirituality. I might even have to take out the Ethiopian. I'm the product of In like order to assimilate to this culture. To assimilate, right? I'm the product of revolutionary people who are like, we're not about to assimilate into this because you are telling us lies, and I'm not going to let the law stop me from being who I am because the reality is we are governed by the laws, and laws have been popping up to stop us from getting where we need to go. Yeah. And, like, for, for me, in the, in the same, like, can't extract that experience from my choice to consume cannabis, like, that latter experience of being targeted of the separation or the difference you can clearly see between how black and white folks are treated around cannabis has yeah. always, like, been my experience. But laws are not, like, I can't opt out of my choice to use cannabis because... 
the alternative is not a good look. Like the alternative is like more pharmaceuticals. Yeah, let's the talk alternative about that. Mm-hmm. is like Modern more medicine. time I don't have to spend in my therapist's office. Like there's like the alternative is like sometimes being angry at my kid for like just being a six year old person when instead like I can drink some lavender tea and you know what I'm saying smoke a J and like remember that she's six and I can breathe a little bit better and like I can't yeah like wait for uh, the government to stop fucking around Mm -hmm. and criminalizing this plant and the people who choose to consume it because the plant is criminalized in order to criminalize particular people the people who are affected by the war on drugs the people who are most adversely affected by cannabis are not because the plant actually hurts any fucking body it's because the laws around prohibition are used to target it specific bodies Right. And like, yeah, um, choosing to like not do things because that's how America work yeah. ain't really an option it's for, not an me. Option for me. Because I would have to like stop choosing to do a whole lot of things, mm-hmm. including like be black. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. like my body being targeted was like, yeah, the reason mm-hmm. I couldn't do something. I still like, I mean, for me, it's still a thing about like hair, even. I still yes. struggle with just having natural hair every day, straight up. So we talk in about my way? cannabis use too, like having natural hair and being in the world. Like you're like yes. an illegal alien here on this planet <laughs> in <Yeah>. America. Like <laughs> my I middle mean, name's oh, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, <laughs> no. natural hair, no strings and tattoos, and we smoke, right? Yes. And I learned to get high. But yeah, and I'm a fucking like, bitch. Yeah, I'm somebody's like it's unmarried mama it. and shit. Like the looks people I be giving me. <laughs> when I'm with my kid. Okay, yeah. I'm fucking also really, really brilliant. Check my fucking lineage. Oh, my genes. Word. So like I, it is kind of yeah. alien. Like read the link real. Google so, me you know and all those saying? things. I am a god. I am a god. Like I had to really go back into my history. Like I don't have a, the, a close relationship with my dad who's Ethiopian, but I had to really go back and connect and realize like y'all have been about this shit for a minute. Like when we talk about cannabis being legal, that's been a conversation in my family for 50 years. Word. Yeah, I'm a multi-generation dragon. Like the word but dragon it, yeah. comes from like um, my days of like hanging out with people who like to drink a lot and I'm like nah I can't drink like a fish I smoke like a dragon mm-hmm. and like my parents are dragons and them before them yeah. in that same way of like resistance to the prohibition resistance. well there has it's to resistance. be there has to be more black people in the the progressive law changes that need to happen in order for Number one, it to be legal and for folks to be safe. But number two, there's money to be made. There's the so much money to be made. Yeah, and so what we're talking, yeah, so there you go, spaces of the future. And so what we're really now talking about, now you get it, right? This is revolutionary. You can't just separate cannabis. For me, because of my background, I can't separate cannabis from my blackness. I'll also tell you, my mom does not smoke. She's the one who makes comments on the Black Dragon Breakfast Club. Stop she doesn't smoke weed. anymore? No, she doesn't smoke at all. And so she'll put comments Wait, what? on the page. Since when? Like, I don't even need it. Like, my I, mom. Yeah. So when did my, she stop? Oh, she been stopped. Like, 10 years ago. She I did not know that. She She's like, I don't, I don't, she just chooses not to smoke, right? 
And that's it. And she jokes with me and she's like, why don't you write the book when you stop smoking? Mm. Right? Because it's not something also, also these identities, they will change as well. Word. Right? And so this Black Dragon Breakfast Club, it is more than just smoking cannabis. Right. Yeah. This is about health. At, for all I know, 10 years from now, I'm going to need cannabis because of a, of a medical condition that it's truly my alternative. It's going to change my life. I don't know. Maybe this is going to be a message for somebody else. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be the income that it brings me. I don't know. But right now I have to talk about it and I'm going to share my experiences. Right. And it starts off with the rising grind and it also starts off with just who I am. I'm a community organizer. Word. Same. I'm bringing people together to talk about this. We ask the question, what do you, how do you smoke? Okay, this is not just about smoking. If you told me you didn't want us to smoke right now, I say no problem. It's Word. also deeply connected to politics, though. So that's why like, that we have to really get into it. If you even talk about heroin, it's, it's, if you if you were, all drugs are connected to politics. You talk yes. about heroin, where does that trace back to? Afghanistan? Like, war, po- political choices, like it's right. it's so right. deep. Can so you go into that? Because not everybody will understand the connection that you're making. I don't understand it fully, but at the, Afghanistan produces copious amounts of heroin. Copious amounts of, of, um, of the, the plant, the poppy plant that is the base of heroin. And so when you have a Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. A a, a space that's completely destroyed because of war Mm. laws regulations Mm. it's a free-for-all so they can be doing whatever the fuck they want to do and be making so much money and other countries other governments if you believe your government is involved with those kinds of things benefit from that lack of structure Mm -hmm. the lack of law and they they make a lot of money Mm -hmm. and the the heroin that's produced is um, exported. Distributed. It's yeah. distributed out. Who's ge- Where is that going? Yeah. I would not be surprised if the heroin grown in Afghanistan is not, the derivatives aren't in all of our pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. And ca- pharmaceutical Absolutely. companies are making tr- trillions mm-hmm. of dollars. Where are they getting that from? And these same pharmaceutical companies, <coughs> these same pharmaceutical companies that create the opioid drugs are also 
going to be doing the production and the distribution of, of cannabis yeah. because also remember this is all medicine yeah. and again let's it's talk about money, it we're talking really. about pain yeah. and I'll, this is a higher this is a bigger conversation too in the sense of like when we talk about people who are actually suffering with painful ailments I'm not saying forget all the opioids either and go for all the cannabis right. Right. because this is a combination we're talking about medicine and yes. what works for you Word. the overall is we're talking about the alternatives yeah right and know about the alternatives the big thing you got access also, to choice and options yeah. please like the, 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 i'm grateful that i was raised in a space where know your alternatives know your mm-hmm. options for me the medis modern medicine was scary for my family we're black people right we're mm-hmm. to, part of our history is that you don't trust modern medicine so there is this affinity to the natural herbs but let me keep it real (laughs) you need that pain medicine when you on that bed so i'm not taking that away but please know this is a big business there's stocks let's look into it right who's distributing internationally cannabis this is a conversation you have to talk about because an entire industry is growing and who's involved in creating the laws that facilitate this well you know what i mean that shut people of color out of these conversations well my fear now now that uh, things are shifting and I, I feel that they are shifting because, you know, Big Farm has figured out a way to get their hand on mm-hmm. it, um, to monetize it. Um, it's so interesting because in, I don't think it might, I haven't been in Philly enough and been shopping, but in, in Brooklyn right now, specifically Manhattan, New York, um, all of these little companies are popping up with CBD products, mm-hmm. and they're in every bodega. Yep, that's in Philly. And I'm just yeah. like, I'll let Comeback Daily if you're in New York. Yes, get your CBD products at Comeback Daily. Oh wow, my um, roommate talks about that, but um, it's just so interesting to me, and I always look at it and I think to myself, who who's whose pockets are getting mm-hmm. filled with this? Like, mm-hmm. is it just more big farm yep. getting more money? Like, and that is that's. That's where it saddens me, where I see all of these co-ops and people of color that are coming together to talk about cannabis and to build these communities. But in the end, I don't have much faith in the fact that they're going to be honored and that they're going to have the same type of access um, as folks that don't look like us. I think on that <clears throat> on that, that tip, that's where the inspirational moment comes in, probably from being a community organizer, mm-hmm. doing uh, yeah. all the labor organizing, being taught how to do grassroots movements and how to move people. I think that's where kind of the hope is, because when you yeah. have this sentiment, I don't know, the magic here is that this is the time in Pennsylvania and other states where you can actually get with your local legislators yeah. and start writing out bills that can then be pushed and voted on. You can actually mobilize people, and that's the magic of the space of the rise and grind of the Black Dragon Breakfast Cup because low key it might look cute we might look cute we talking we sound good but we really actually out here yeah. community organizing because if you want to really push this here in Pennsylvania we can we're already part of those movements yeah I've been a um I'm a veteran but I'm also a veteran anti-war organizer and been organizing veterans around um dismantling the military industrial complex for about 10 years now so <laughs> the hope like you said comes from the understanding of strategy and watching campaigns being developed and watching people win not just inside of my community of veterans, but all over the place of people who inspire me and organizations and communities that organize and win. And like, yeah, the monster is big, but that doesn't mean that like 
we the opt out of the fight. Big, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That we like, yeah. It's opt science. Out. It's, it's science at the same time. It's also math. Like knowing as a labor organizer, organizing white collar workers, blue collar workers, food service workers, straight up. I've seen, I've watched it. You don't know these people. Their strategies. You map the area out. You find out who people are. You build relationships. You come on a common ground and you stay focused. It's hard. That's the reality. And I, is that and besides, movement is yeah. hard. Yeah, it is. It's cute. It's cute. It's not cute. It's not cute. Like we talk about our our fight, our fighters, our Malcolm X's and our Martin Luther Kings, but that shit is not. That's like that. This is this is not a game. I think it's also important. Even if you do have your Goliath, you always have the alternative. In the same way, you have your Whole Foods, but then you do, you have your co-ops and you have your local farmers mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. can go yes. get your organic stuff yes. from. And in that same way, all, all of these alternatives, all of these forms of resistance, they all intersect and mm-hmm. work perfectly with cannabis mm-hmm. for black people's liberation, for land ownership and farmers, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. black farmers making cannabis, mm-hmm. growing cannabis, black entrepreneurs. I don't want to just say black, yes. but just alternative. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but there are also but other yes. folks that there aren't black that are just about like not having control and growing mm-hmm. the cannabis themselves mm-hmm. and giving yes. it being bought locally and it going through local hands and the money staying in the community. Mm-hmm. Like these are all connected and they all can work together. Yes. And I'm I think it's super important what you guys are doing. It's it's at it's the great. end of the day, like cannabis is a commodity that's about to hit yeah. the legal market in a serious right. way. And when I say commodity, I mean like cotton, steel, things gold. that have cold yeah, yeah. yeah, things that have yeah. changed cotton. like it's about the black people in the cotton. Yeah, things that have come to market and change industry drastically and how business happens, how business is done. Like we can't even imagine all the ways and places that can that not cannabis but cotton touches our yeah, multi-industry, global, yeah. global market, etc. Yeah. right? So cannabis is about to do that and be that. And most people can only think about um, how to grow and sell it right now. It's like how to get into a dispensary or how to be a grower. But at the end of the day, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you're really amazing at, the things that inspire you one day, this um, commodity potentially will touch that. And it's time to think about that now. I just to, I have a devil's advocate question. Um, what would you say to people who say that you're self-medicating and this is just a coping mechanism instead of dealing with tr- like whatever that core yeah? Let's go back to the issue hus- is mental health. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I am self-medicating. Um, I'm also like going to see my therapist on a weekly basis. I'm also taking 20 milligrams of fluoxetine. I also ride my bike. I play with my kid. I lay in the sunshine to consume like vitamin D. I put my toes mm-hmm. in the sand and salty aired wine, you know, places. There's lots of things that I do to medicate myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But people want to um, stigmatize this piece of my self-care plan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the same thing, you know, if you're ta- if I'm boldly talking about cannabis and I'm informing myself about cannabis, I'm obviously, or maybe not obviously, but I'm very conscious of like what I'm doing right now <clears throat> for myself. What is this for? 
right? The mm-hmm. reality is that I'm at a point in my life where I'm confronted with the reality of who I am in this world. And so the reality is that I was raised to kind of fight and to not be okay with the law, to not be okay with what's happening and to fight. But also you have to survive in this world, right? And mm-hmm. that means that you're the adversary, Right. And that means that you emotionally have to be strong and you have to see the reality of what it's like to be a black female in the world that speaks out. That's not okay with with racism, with segregation, with prejudice, with whatever you want to call it. I'm the I speak up about it. This is my life. So, yeah, you can call it self-medicating. You can call it drinking coffee in the morning because I'm too tired. You can call it smoking because I'm really awake and I want to go to sleep tonight. It's like, but what's I, the difference I, between that and, and I'll say most times, stereotypically, white women who come home and have a bottle of wine? Yeah, to be honest, like, well, I don't... But no, no, let me, let me give you a second for now. What's the difference is cannabis is safer. Than that bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like personally, like I didn't grow up with uh, with alcohol. Like my grandmother drank, and you know, our family believes like it was alcohol that killed her, and it was like the modern American diet of smoking cigarettes and mm-hmm. drinking alcohol, and that was normalized in American cheese. And so I was personally. She, did she just say <laughs> yeah. American? American cheese is not a real cheese. I'm very happy that you know that. It's- that's not cheese, a synthetic cheese. So I was raised like very, not very real. healthy, no, anti-alcohol, more natural herbs. So when I got into my twenties and I started drinking, like you know, drinking definitely affects me in a certain way, and cannabis affects you in a certain way as well. I'm personally a person that just doesn't like. I drink, but I personally would prefer. Cannabis all day long. All day. I would love. I don't mind going to a party and no alcohol at all. That would be my jam. And where we've popularized and made it so normal to drink wine and have a glass and and restaurants and all of that. Cool. Because it's taxable. That's, that's ta- cool. So, like, <laughs> why are we highlighting the fact that I am consuming cannabis because it makes me feel good after I've dealt with your bullshit? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Your nasty emails, Susan. Your nasty emails. And your nasty emails. And your nasty emails. And your nasty emails. And your nasty ground was made from a fucking people in. the global Go economy in. benefits off of black Go people you got black people in jail all motherfucking day say Trump, i'm yeah. in philadelphia and you got white people acting like i don't know what the fuck is up and you want to call me aggressive my nigga oh, wait a minute no. wait wait wait, wait. somebody get this bitch a point get a point call this bitch down <laughs> This dragon. I'm on roll. That's that dragon fire. No, no, no. Oh I'm a smoker. Talking about right here. So you know I'm calm and I'm smoking this weed and all this she stuff. Needs it. You a person. You need it's us to smoke crazy. this weed. Crazy. Let's talk about it. The world is crazy. You got pop culture singing these crazy songs. Got people doing these crazy things. Mm. You got sin all over. Sipping the crazy She's things. Trying to raise oh, innocent, she needs a blunt and a Bible, y'all. Where my Bible at? <laughs> Wait, wait. Wait a minute. Say, so, hey, dude, hold I'm on. I'm a I got too much fire energy. Like, I'm out here. Hold on, Mike. I'm a roll Wait a blood. minute. Wait a minute. I don't, I, wait. Fight. I don't even know how to fight. Stop so for a minute. Say, hey, dude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm, then, I'm going to circle back and then dig a little bit deeper. Because in my life, very close to me, I have people that... <laughs> She might be one of them, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. She just went the fuck off. 
I'm still recovering. I'm just like, you know what I mean? I think this is gay. I have people that probably have undiagnosed emotional issues. Are these people of color? Not all of them. (laughs) <laughs> but I know mad people of color that 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 self medicate in a way that distracts and not Numbs. deters, but it it does not confront fully mm-hmm. the deeper mental issues, mm-hmm. trauma, mm-hmm. pain mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed addressed. And resolved, or at least just addressed and acknowledged properly. Mm-hmm. And like, Chantel, I hear you, and I, that makes sense to me that, that your healing has many different factors, many different ways to confront the, the, the shit that we all deal with. Because like you said, life is not easy. Mm-hmm. When you're in certain bodies, it's even more difficult. So... I just want to be, I just want to address that and also be clear that like, I I don't know that smoking marijuana fully handles. And I think a lot of people smoke marijuana because of shit that's going Mm -hmm. on and you have to address. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know people that they numb themselves. They just numb themselves. Like a lot of people that are on the. But a lot of people I know, they're just getting fucked up and every me, day. And let and me it's, talk about it. Doing and anything. this is the beautiful part about it right there. There you go. And this is why there has to be a conversation about it. Because I can have a conversation about it. I have conversations all the time about this. This is all I do. All I do is heal myself from the pain of this reality. It is my life. It is the work that I do. Right? I can't live without working against the system. But there are people out here that are just self-medicating and not expressing themselves and not finding the true source of their pain and don't even know how to talk about it, don't even have a space, just don't even know what what it looks like. And so at least I need you to come into this space. Let's talk about this. What's really going on? That's what this is really about. That's why I say it's more than just cannabis. Consumption. It's so much more than just cannabis consumption. And even in dis- the discussion about equity in cannabis, like what we choose to not just talk about, let's gather to talk about, or let's gather to smoke weed, let's gather to drink coffee. We gather to discuss how to build equity in this industry and thereby are combating the things that like harm us. Like right. inequity is the right. shit that is fucking us right. up in part in large. Right. Like in all different kinds of inequity fuck us up every day. And like being humans and our humanity conflicts with inequity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we resist it unfairness mm-hmm. however we see it we perceive it most people resist that and by yes combating the unfairness around this thing we also combat the things that lead us to consume this thing mm-hmm. so is it fair to say that so I, I think to myself when I think about my a partner that I would want right I I would struggle with a partner that needed to have cannabis every morning, every night. It would just be like, I would feel, I, based off my own experience, and I would feel like, are you doing the work? Like, mm-hmm. are you really getting mm-hmm. to that core? 
um, for somebody that just want to do it recreationally, but if it was something that was all of the time, I'd be mm-hmm. like, I, I just, it's just not, it's not my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So the two wouldn't necessarily mesh, but I would, I would absolutely worry mm-hmm. if, if I had a partner in my life who was, cause I, I, you know, I have people in my life, they smoke daily, but it's interesting. My, someone I'm very close with, uh, live with, she smokes daily and she'll smoke to actually focus because there's different strains that allow her to focus more and to zero in on her work. Um, But then I have other people in my life that absolutely smoke to escape. Mm -hmm. And then I see them kind of living out that stereotype of Mm -hmm. you're escaping and you're avoiding Mm -hmm. instead of using this as a way to, um, I guess, relax so that you can get to those core issues Mm -hmm. and so you can heal yourself and so i think it i think it can be a slippery slope without these kind of conversations and that kind of support i think because people just are when you see it it, like when the average person that Mm -hmm. i hear talk about it is like we just get high we about the party we about the this Mm -hmm. it's either recreational or we get high fuck this shit like fuck it when you when i get high i don't think about it but it's like if you don't think about it then Are you, By and are large, you, we most folks don't have the language to articulate mm-hmm. the impact of their trauma or to even articulate that the shit that they experience is trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so they don't even know, like, that is what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. I'm stressed or, like, these things. Like, I'm stressed because I actually experience microaggressions all day long at work. And, like, this is a type of a trauma. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can um, definitely appreciate... Um, when you think about partnership and wanting to be with someone who um, doesn't engage in escapism is legit. In general. Right? In general, period, right? I don't care what you But, like, the stigma <laughs> around, like, cannabis and to assume that cannabis and escapism go together right. is an assumption. I would right. Say. Even with, like, the choice to, like, morning and night consume or, like, whatever your choice of pattern of consumption is, the assumption that cannabis and escapism go together yeah, yeah. is... Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're extricable, is what I'm saying. smoking weed still have the same escape. Yeah, exactly. Or not escaping into whatever else. Right. But, you know. I, I think what I have I don't think anybody hears me yet. Uh oh. Uh oh. Don't, Uh-oh. bitch, don't get loud again. I'm about to say she's gonna lay back that up. Like a little dragon. Hold on. Well, because I think what we're not know. I, I don't know. And maybe I think I may be a little naive because of Hawaii, maybe. And so I think I forgot. I didn't know that life was so crazy. I didn't know that people were so racist. I didn't know that it was so hard. Where do you live? You still live in South? I live South? in Philly now. I live in West Philly. Oh, in West. Yeah, in West. But like, I didn't realize, like, this shit's crazy. Like, you walk into a room, you got a bunch of white people, and then a black person walks in, and y'all act like you haven't seen a black person yet. This is Philadelphia. There's so many black people here. I'm stunned. I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm shocked the statistics are still the same way, yet I know how to organize. So it's like, it doesn't make sense to me. And so when you're in a space from, you know, I studied ethnic studies. You come from the revolutionary background. You do the work. You do that nonprofit work. You do the work for the community. And mm-hmm. then you notice that still nothing is happening. Like that, I'm always present. Let me put it to you that way. And so to say cannabis is about escapism, for me, it's about relaxing. No, I'm not saying it's about escapism. No, no, no. But I mean, but like in my, so for me, when I hear that, of course, uh-huh. for me, I'm like, boom. Like, no, for me, it's relaxing. But also, in the past, I noticed that when I was able to smoke and share a session with someone, we were able to connect. 
and we were able to get past like maybe these barriers that were from I don't know just from work or whatever it was it was able it was a way for me to connect with the catch person a vibe. catch a vibe and so I've always I've, I've always had positive experiences for the most part around cannabis and now even more with the black dragon breakfast club it's making me have to be more conscious about myself and I've actually noticed I've had to come more to terms with like what am I doing who am I how do I feel right why am I doing this in this moment that's actually what this has been. This conversation has brought me more and more and more present to because I'm more mature about it. Yeah, right? you're, less, you're less frivolous or just doing it for recreation and more intentional around. Exactly. And now when I think about the idea of it being a potential ritual or something that's bringing mm. me connected, I'm realizing, wow, I'm actually a person that's very consumed with the outside world. I do lots of digital work. I do a lot of like giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And I realized I have to sometimes create some rituals to come back to myself to be like, who, what's going on? So it's mm-hmm. self-care. Yeah. Cannabis supports yeah. me and the other right. things that I, I'm also a creative and a singer and do the different things. But um, it's just, you know, the conversation, more conversations about cannabis have made me more present around my own cannabis consumption. And I think that's more the conversation I'm trying to have with people is that when, if I connect with you around cannabis, I'm actually, you don't know this, but I'm actually going to have a conversation deeper than cannabis. And right. that's yeah. the special yeah, part. That's but, I mean, and it is a possibility people are escaping and like having the conversations again will bring it up to them. Like, yeah, maybe I am smoking to like not think about this pain or whatever. Right. So... But also, if you ever notice on our page, I don't really be talking. I talk about heavy. I'm heavy. We heavy people. Like if you actually come in yeah, contact so with the black dragon, I'm never going to talk to you about the weather. Yeah, if you like weather for white no. people is different than weather for black people. Okay. And it's strange that we both middle so name. out here because we're mad introverted, which is right. why like it's so heavy. Like we just like cut the small talk and rate to like the deep shit. Because like yo, I've been in my own brain thinking right. about this really heavy shit, y'all. You want to talk yeah, about it? Let's get heavy. Like we're always. He's trying to take it to that next level. So if you're gonna be in escapism, I'm gonna find out. We're gonna talk, we gonna talk about, about it. We're gonna yell at <laughs> each other about it. Something. <laughs> you gonna get a meditation moment. We are gonna pray for you. I so, am, and we are gonna roll you out. Yeah, if I, you want it. I wanted to talk lastly because um, we all talked about our experiences as children with parents that consumed may or may not have consumed. I wanted to talk about a consuming mother. And what mm-hmm. motherhood is like for you, mm-hmm. and how you um, expose or don't expose. I really love how you describe like my parents were grown and they were. We knew they were probably having sex, but like that was none of our business. Or like this is mommy's adult drink, and it's like oh that's normal. Jojo knows you know mm-hmm. how to do that. Yes. I mean, that's, like, the adult drink is a pretty much my um, child's relationship to cannabis and it being around. She seems to cook with it. She knows what it is, that it's not good for brains under 25 and why and all these different... We have, like, really Real, great intimate conversation around yeah. it. I don't sit next to my kid and smoke. She did, you know what I mean? These kinds of things that I don't think... Um, are safe for her essentially why why don't Um, you sit because you know what i see lots of videos on instagram and it's like a young black mother turning up 
with her baby in the back seat listening to rap music. And it's like, she's ghetto as fuck. How's she going to be doing that in front of her baby? Why is the actual act? I guess the same way having sex in front of your kid is probably not it's just not. It's, it's just, just not, not appropriate. I choose. Not that she's never seen me either, like, smoke. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's For me, it's more like a proximity. Like, you just don't need to be up under me while I'm doing something. Right. You don't need to be doing or that, like, you now you're in, like, the window like potential right. smoke or whatever like right, 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 it's just right, not for you mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's not that like I, again I don't stigmatize it it's just like a thing that's not it's for children yeah, yeah. Do, does she how does she how does she share that with you because I, I was scared at one point for my parents when I knew they were smoking I, I heard ambulance coming I mean ambulance fire police sirens I was like oh they're gonna come lock up mommy and daddy and my mom's eyes are twinkly they high my dad's as a red, it's time no. the police are coming. But does she have fear or does she have, um, she's just like, yo. Not that I'm aware of. That yeah. may change, like, in her other encounters in the world. She might ask me further questions, but it's been normalized in her life, her entire life. She's pretty young. So, um, not to my knowledge, it's super just regular in the way that, like, the wine. Right. It's regular. Like and like, yeah, it's just a regular yeah. kind of a thing. I love that. Yeah. I know. I mean, my, yeah, again, my relationship with my mom, I never saw her smoke. She never let me see it. It was always like it, an energy of this is what I do and you respect me and you don't do that and that's it. It's grown folk. I love the education of 25. <clears throat> like, even when she right. is 18, 21, she will have had that. In her head, like, actually, my brain's not ready for this. I know, right. so. My, I mean, myself, I should not have been smoking right. at 13. You know, it was fun, but um, right. probably should not have been. No, it was <laughs> not good for you. Like, no. That's why I can't remember everything. Yeah, like, be clear, it's definitely <laughs> 21 and over, if not summer. 25 it wasn't, and over. It wasn't, yeah. I yeah, know people that have adults. smoked yeah. since they're 10 mm-hmm. till they're grown-ass 40-year-old mm-hmm. people. All of their life, they've mm-hmm. been smoking. That wasn't my experience, but... Mm-hmm. I I really respect and think that is a, a great way um, to guide your kids with with yeah. marijuana. So yeah, also remember like how many families glasses of wine the family dinner table. I know it's just okay. Like, let's small. just I we just want to talk about yeah. that. See, that's what, yeah. We didn't have I didn't your vodka, drink, a lot your either. drink in the yeah, house, your at beer all. in your refrigerator. But it's more normal than even it wasn't your experience. Cultures like, around the world. Yeah. Let's look like we can let's talk. about we can talk about right. it. And, like, let's be clear. I don't ever want my daughter to get into any of my cannabis products, which is why, like, we're very, like, like this is not something you need to be doing. It's not safe for you. Mm-hmm. Just, like, other, fire is unsafe. You know what I mean? Other things are unsafe. Mm-hmm. And, like, but at the same time, if she got into the bourbon or the beer that is in my house versus, like, the brownie that's in my house, one of those things is far more an emergency than the other. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah and, and it's not like it's not the brownie. It's not the cannabis that's gonna be way more of an emergency with her small body and uh, yeah. So we're gonna so, we're yeah. gonna wrap this up. Um, I wanted you to be able to share what you have coming up. Four twenty is coming up, which is a national holiday for. 
for folks? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, an unofficial first, national unofficial holiday. <laughs> yeah, before holiday. we talk about 420, we get 420 all up in your head. Yeah, just tell us what you got going on. Uh, so just as usual, we always have our rise and grind. It's always the third Thursday of the month. It's actually members only. And so if you are interested in coming, you kind of have to know somebody. So if you don't know nobody, then sorry. Uh, but it's the rise and grind, coffee and cannabis. It's a private event. It's a networking event, more importantly. And oftentimes, creatives, first black and brown, come to get to know each other and connect. Never more than 25, because you can't connect with any, any more beyond that. That's a lot yeah, of people to be trying to connect with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we always have massage. We have um, live DJ. Yeah, it's, it's, it's love. I've been. It's nice. It's nice. I had to leave, but it was really, really nice. <laughs> I was like, Where? I feel the coming on i gotta yes. go yeah the coffee is strong <laughs> enough for a dragon yes yes and then for 420 we're actually partnering up with some friends um stereotype studio sessions having an event somewhere private 420 event with a lot of artists boogie mandela rigo there she go margel uh, there's a lot. So head over to the Black Dragon Breakfast Club Instagram. Head over to our website. Feel free to send us a shout out anywhere. DM us if you want to get to know us. And if you are interested in coming to an event, get to know us first. Wonderful. All right. So what we, she said. What she said. We end every guest guest episode with something we call the rapid the rapid fire questions. So, these are one-answer questions. You have the option of picking one of two choices. You cannot explain why you chose that. You just answer, and you don't take time to answer. I know I'm not allowed to say I'm a fan, but I'm a fan, and, like, I've been, like, really hyped <laughs> for this moment. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, go ahead. so go the ahead. way people have to know how who's who... I think so. Hi to you. Go. F- you answer first, and then Chantel, you answer second. Word. That way, we know who's who's answering what. Okay. Or should we do it like that, or have um, one person do it all in a sequence, and the other person do it? Like Which one? But then one person has heard all the okay. questions. All right. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Um. Here we go. All right. Malcolm versus Martin. Mm, Malcolm. Malcolm. Generational wealth or familial happiness? Ooh, generational wealth. Generational wealth. (laughs) Jay versus Nas. 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 Wait. Wait for that horn. Oh, shit. It's about to get awkward. Oh, fuck. Never mind. Just go ahead. Y'all, it's a horn. We can't help that. Go ahead. It's it's dropping a beat. We about to flow. Uh. I say Nas. (laughs) Okay. Mac versus Sephora. Mac. Sephora. Palestine or Israel? Oh, Palestine. Palestine. All- <laughs> in, the light, in the light or in the dark? In the light. Oh, in the dark. Prince or Michael? <laughs> Prince or Michael? Oh, Prince. Prince. Oh. I just said in the dark. <laughs> sweet or savory? Oh, sweet. Savory. Marriage or long-term commitment? Long-term commitment. Long-term commitment. Hey, boo. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Fresh Fields. We did not. <laughs> that is not a question. That is not an answer. Mariposa. Come on. Y'all aggravate this fuck. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? <laughs> Whole Foods. Trader Joe's. Family or career? Oh. Damn. 
wants to hide to family or career? I need to get a, r- a career. ring. Career. Oh, Sam. A seat at the table or lemonade? I don't know what that. <laughs> you be lemon, sugar, or water. Give me honey. She, the CDs, boo. She called it a CD. It's the getting CDs, worse. So she cute. called it a CD. Oh, what? The CDs. CDs. No, because are you thinking about real lemonade? Like, no. All right, like that's 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 enough. Lemonade or seat at the table? <laughs> seat at the table. Yeah. Evolution or creationism? She's a plant the lemon tree? Uh, that says enough, Sahaita. Okay. We know you very well now. All right. <laughs> what are we Evolution or creationism? Evolution. Evolution. Nikki or Cardi? She's taking too long. Cardi B, you know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. Don't be annoying. <laughs> you are taking too long. Cardi, I guess. Missionary or doggy style? Oh. A missionary. Hit it from the back. <laughs> Protection or pull out in prayer? <laughs> Just a mess. Side to side. Yeah, I wish y'all could see her face. All right. Struggling. Chantel, go ahead. Like, she's so, like, she's upset. Brownish, right, right now. Like, the level of, like, chocolate covered cherry on her faces right now is so cute. Anyway, um, I'm clearly pulling out and praying at the crib. Side to Lord Jesus. Use protection, y'all, please. The same. Pull out on prayer. Why aren't bitches using protection? Y'all aggravating me. Um, I'm in a long-term committed relationship. Oh, My partner and I have been together for nearly eight years. But still, <laughs> do you want to have another kid? Do you want to have a baby? I don't care how long y'all been together. I could be with my baby for forever. And it's like, no, I'm not. Ready I mean, to shout out to this Morena. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There you there go. It's protection. That's, That's protection. protection. That's protection. Um, All right. We're getting, no, we have stop. a lot more to go, guys. Please. Um, <laughs> is it Uchi Wally or one mic? Is it Uchi Wally Wally? Christ. Uchi Wally Wally. It's like you just picking one. <laughs> Do you know Uchi Wally Wally? I wish it wasn't true, but Uchi Wally. Y'all are trifling. <laughs> make your man a plate or get his own. Oh, make your man a plate. Which man don't know where the food at. <laughs> Nuck if you buck or Annie up. Oh, sorry again, Sahit. <laughs> Nuck if you like, buck. <laughs> do you not Just know Nuck one. if you she buck? You're not supposed buck. to ask a question either. Nuck if you buck. Okay, then. You're going to stick with that. Annie you don't know. Up. Yes. God damn it. 9-11 was an inside job or terrorist attack? Oh, inside job. Inside job. Rihanna Ish. or Beyonce? Oh, Rihanna, you already know. Shut it down. Beyonce. Biggie or Pac? Pac. Big. The philosophy of Killmonger or the Black Panther? Oh. Killmonger? Who the fuck? Like, Black Panther didn't work? Bury <laughs> me with my Money and dicks or love and light? (sighs) 
I'm waiting for you. I already know the answer to this question. I need the answer to this question before I got here. Money and dicks. Money and I love dicks. Y'all are <laughs> raggedy. I love it. I love y'all so much. Please Thank you so much. Um, What's your handles first? Black Dragon Breakfast Club. Black Dragon Breakfast Club. That's it. Found them on Instagram. They are doing wonderful things in Philadelphia. Please come down and visit. Great events. If you are one of the professionals or intersect in any way with what they're doing, they love collaborating. Yes. Hit them up. Um, Shout out to y'all. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're actually dope in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case you're ever going through a day where you feel angry... Because listen of the world, <laughs> listen to this episode and think about your dragon energy because you are a black dragon. You have just heard an around the way curls, John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Roll up on the bay. This is the face of a silent retreat, a round table of favorites and flavorings, and flavorings, and flavorings, and flavorings.